It feels like in 2019, it's ex- people immediately get if you said, I'm a lesbian. If you said, I'm lesbian. I'm, le- <laughs> I'm lesbian? I'm lesbian? <laughs> people would say, Annie, that's not how you say it. Let's talk about no, it. No, I'm, I'm lesbian. I'm lesbian. Let me identify how I'd like. <laughs> I think people you're haven't. Op- you're oppressing me. I'm lesbian. <laughs> I'm a straight. I'm a straight. <laughs> I would, I would, I would pat somebody on the back if they called themselves a straight. I'm a straight. Yeah, I like that a lot. My name is Rose Bender. I'm a thirty-something woman living in Brooklyn, New York. And how do you identify sexually? I'm a bisexual. (laughs) Annie, would you introduce yourself? (laughs) Yes, I would. I am Annie. I also live in Brooklyn. If you hear doors opening and shutting in the background, it's because I have It's because of ghosts. And I am a bisexual. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, bye. just wrote the theme song yeah so what's your history as a as oh my god this is a thing that i told you about i a you say a bisexual a bisexual i had a ex-girlfriend call me out once she was like you can't say that when people say a homosexual they sound wild homophobic (laughs) so you sound biphobic when you're saying a bisexual but i was thinking about it after you said that and i feel like it's i haven't heard people be like I'm a lesbian. That's true. Like, I'm lesbian. People say, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> I'm lesbian? <laughs> I'm lesbian? Sounds, yeah, it sounds a little weird. That's true. So I think it's whatever, much like sexuality, whatever works for you. That's right. And whatever feels natural. Okay, so my history, I think, can I just tell you about my first romantic relationship? Hell yeah. I guess. It was really hot and heavy. I was 15. And I went to a party and I got very drunk and I met a bunch of people. Sorry, mom. And I don't remember much of the party, but I met this guy and his girlfriend. And then he started talking to me on AOL Instant Messenger. So it was very high school. A couple weeks later, he was like, I broke up with my girlfriend because I have a crush on you. Whoa. And I was like, oh my God, I'm the hottest person alive. (laughs) Like... Uh, like everybody's record. like ending their relationships to be with me, oh which was fake confidence rooted in a lot of insecurity. And I, we went on a date, we went to the zoo and we dated on and off for like a year and a half. And then I read a poem at his wedding last year. Whoa. So we're still friends. Oh shit, twist Eddie. <laughs> Even though our relationship <laughs> ended, oh, we're still buddies. And that was that was my first romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell me about your first romantic relationship? Oh, I had some high school experiences, but I would not call them romance. Because high school? Because I was a real dork okay. in high school. And I didn't like anybody. Like, I didn't like anybody. Mm. I hated the idea of liking anybody. 
which also was rooted in quite a bit of insecurity. Classic high school. Classic high school. Didn't want to date anyone or do any of that stuff. I kind of had some friends who were like, who you like? Like, your friends always want to know who you like in high school. And I just was always like, I got to say a name. Otherwise, they're going to think I'm weird. But I did not like anyone in high school. What was the name? Like, who was the person you gave? There was this French exchange student that I thought would be a safe bet. I don't remember his name. I assume it's Pierre. Probably Pierre. <laughs> yeah, probably um, Pierre Baguette. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't really get into liking people. I had, like, I had, like, sexy thoughts, though. I kind of just had sexy thoughts in general. Like, they were just general. I was very horny, you know. I had sexy thoughts about everybody. Uh, same. Yeah. Yes. Um, I had sexy thoughts that I didn't know were sexy thoughts. Right. Also. Yes. And then I went to college, and... I had my first real romance with a girl who lived in the dorm down the hall from mine. So that was my first. I kind of I decided when I went to college, I was like, I'm going to let like loosen up a little because I was real. I was wound real tight in high school. <laughs> and when I got to college, I was like, I'm going to be fun Annie now. Funny Annie is the Annie I know. Yeah. Thinking about both of us having sexy time feelings for everyone. Mm-hmm. I was like, my first romantic experience was with a man, and many of them after that, almost all of them after that, were with men. And I was like, the romantic feelings I feel for women are just the amount of gay that everyone is. Like, everyone appreciates women and wants to, like, get drunk and make out with them to make out with them, not for anyone else privately. I want to get drunk and make out with you in your bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) And that's normal. Everyone feels that way. Well, it is normal, but it's not straight. That's Yes, I felt like everyone who's, every woman who's straight is also this amount of interested in women. And I was like, if they're not admitting it, they don't know it yet. I didn't realize that I was bi until last year. Uh, when I ended a six-year relationship, which had been with a man, and I was like, holy fuck, I can do whatever I want romantically. Like, I was coming from a world where I didn't have a smartphone when he and I started dating. And then I get out of this relationship, and everyone's like, I'm a Tinder pro. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. (laughs) Uh, So I had to learn all of that, and then... The first thing that it asks you when you open up Tinder is like, do you want to date men or women? Or like, you can click both. Like, that's an interface option. And I was like, I'm clicking both. And so that was kind of the first time where I really owned that I was bisexual. I was a bisexual. A bisexual. A bisexual. (laughs) I am a bisexual woman. When I got into my first relationship, or really before that, when I started sleeping with women, I was like, I'm not gay. I'm not bisexual. I'm straight. And I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight and obviously confused. Yeah. I was very I was very fearful and a bit homophobic, I would say. As I got into my first relationship, I was like, okay, I think I'm like fully gay. Because I am in love with this person. 
uh, and then we broke up. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, go figure. When you're 19, sometimes relationships don't work out. And then I, I was like, well, I'm gay, so I'm just going to keep dating women. And I did for years. And then I was like, I never gave Dick a chance. I'm going to do it. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm still gay. I'm experimenting. <laughs> oh, so then you were heterophobic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I had really bad sex for a year and I was like, I'm definitely, I'm definitely gay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had pretty good sex with a, a, bi, a bisexual dude. And I was like, oh, so what's this all about? Tell me about this. Tell me about this bisexuality stuff. And I was like, oh, I think I'm bisexual. But I reserve my right to fucking change in the future as well. I mean, I think that's the thing that everyone wants. A, a har- Like, that's the label that you choose should be for like, oh, it makes me feel good right now. And it feels true for me right now. But in the future, you might be like, it's changed. <laughs> Oh, your bi phase is over now. <laughs> That'd be great if it was like a phase you could track, like your period. Oh, yeah. Like you could track it on an app and uh-huh. be like, oh, I'm about to be bisexual. Ah, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't have to do any emotional work. That was so easy. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I think that I was very, I was certain that I was straight, but I definitely had feelings for women. And I was like, like, I remember having, I had a a really big crush on um, this girl who I managed, we worked at a like fast service place. I don't know if I can say the name. We worked at a together. You worked worked at a Timothy Tom's. We we worked at Timmy Tom's. They're known for incredibly slow sandwiches. So obviously, like late nights, visors and aprons. We we had been friends beforehand, and we were spending a lot of time together. And I remember one night we went out to happy hour, and I don't know if she'll remember this story. And we got very drunk, and I was like, "If you were a man, I would want to date you. Or if I were gay, I think that's what I said. I think I said if I were gay, I would want." to be in a relationship with you. And she just was like, never going to happen. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I was like, cool, 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 great, cool. But that was like my first attempt at being like, maybe this is more than a just a regular air quotes here, quote unquote, regular amount of interest in a same sex uh, for a straight person. (laughs) Um, So I think then I was like, oh, this is like a thing. And then I happened to get into this relationship and like I was still kind of like, there are all these negative stereotypes and like uh, the impression of bisexuality that I was like, well, I don't want to, like, I don't necessarily want to be bisexual. I'd rather, like, decide if I'm straight or decide if I'm gay yeah. and go forth with that because I don't want to be these, like, 
slutty people who can't make up their mind and they're just like tourists and that felt really bad and I feel like it took a lot of uh, like reading a lot of people who are bisexual talk about being bisexual and I was like all of this feels right right for me right it's funny that was like my my reaction to being bisexual and also my reaction to like identifying as a lesbian was like oh I don't want to be a lesbian because all lesbians are like Subaru owners. <laughs> Subaru is a great car. <laughs> Who wear hiking boots all the time. Subaru, please sponsor our second episode. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, Subarus are great cars, and I fucking love hiking boots. Yeah. Like, what the fuck do I care? That's also, I know lots of lesbians who don't own Subarus or wear hiking boots or have nothing to do with any of those stereotypes. I know a few who do, but... <laughs> <laughs> But for the most part, like, those are harmless things to be, and I am pretty sure of myself, and if I identify a certain way, it's not going to change who I know I am. It's just a label that I'll be able to give people that will hopefully, like, expedite future conversations with me. (laughs) Bisexuality was the same thing. I was like, well, I don't want to be a bisexual because... I want full-powered gay. I want to be, like, (laughs) full of gay energy. (laughs) You wanted big gay energy. I wanted big gay energy. I I didn't want to, like, if if gayness is coffee, I want it to be black coffee. I don't Mm -hmm. want any cream in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a bad metaphor. I feel like it's the Arnold Palmer of bisexuality. It's a better metaphor. You get, you have iced tea and lemonade and I really like both, this is going to sound like a threesome reference and it's not supposed to. I like both on my, on their own a lot and if you told me I had to choose for the rest of your life, you can only have lemonade or iced tea, I'd be like, I'll have Arnold Palmer's for the rest of my life. (laughs) I'm not saying I want men and women at the same time or any combination of genders at the same time. I'm saying I would want Arnold Palmer's for the rest of my life. Yeah, It's a good metaphor because what I was, my like rationale for wanting to be just gay or just straight was always like, this makes it easier for people. Because, like, everyone knows how those things work. Yes. And people don't always get bisexuality. They're often. Sometimes, often, yeah. They're sometimes like, but, like, which one do you like? But, more? yeah, which one are you? Right. Or, like, you're confused, or it's just a phase, or you're actually straight, you're just experimenting, or you're actually gay, you're just scared to be gay. So I always thought, like, oh, it's better not to confuse people and just be one or the other. But fuck people. fuck people also just because if you chose to identify as straight and then you chose to identify as gay or the other way around or whatever people are still gonna have their questions when they're like whoa 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 you're dating a woman now but you used to date a man get me a bottle of lemonade and a bottle of iced tea i gotta show you some things yeah it's i feel like people get it's more confusing to people because it's misrepresented in a lot of popular culture, particularly historically. There aren't a ton of 
bicons out there who are like leading the charge and talking about what it's actually like to exist as a bisexual person. Part of the reason we wanted to do this show was because there's a lack of representation in popular media. And the representation that there is is sometimes a little corny. Problematic. Problematic occasionally. Um, So I wanted to do a segment where we talk about bisexual people in the media who are doing a great job. Or I would extend it to queer people. But Rose, you, you go first. Who's who's on your radar? Okay, I, I tend to go through music and phases. Uh-huh. And so I've been like really into like female-led musicians or female-identifying musicians. And Lucy Dacus uh, is how I pronounce it. I believe it's actually Lucy Dacus is a dope singer-songwriter. And I actually went to see her perform with my girlfriend and we had this like intense debate about is she queer or is she not queer? Because I have, I can't tell you how many musicians I've Googled with just queer (laughs) next to it, trying to figure out unless they're like my girlfriend or, you know, my boyfriend in the lyrics, you can't really tell. I was like, she's definitely not. I did my research. There's nothing on the internet. She even talks about how she like admires the queer community, but is not queer herself. And then I searched again after our hot debate. I want to read her tweet. Hell yeah. Because it really, really spoke to me. So she put this out last year, 2018, for a Pride Month. And she said, this is the first Pride Month I've entered without being confused or in denial about my sexuality. It's hard recognizing your queerness when you're in a straight relationship. But hey, I'm a little bit gay sometimes. Happy to be here. Yeah. And I was like, that is amazing yeah it's excellent and her music is phenomenal she has two albums that are out they're both really really good she's like a hauntingly beautiful voice historians is great lucy dacus dacus i think it's pronounced dacus it's d-a-u-c-u-s no u in the first part (laughs) d-a-c-u-s Fuck, it's Lucy Dacus. No wonder it's not pronounced Dacus. Lucy Dacus. D-A-C-U-S. Cool. I also picked a musician to... to um, what's like a good way to say like elevate, but like in a bi way? What about... the? These are the Bising Stars. The Bising Stars. Well, this one is, is pretty well known. Pretty Bised already? Um, yeah, he's... Prison. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he does not identify as bisexual. He came out on Tumblr like six years ago. Frank Ocean. He commented to GQ in 2012. He said, I'll respectfully say that life is dynamic and comes along with dynamic experiences. And the same sentiment that I have towards genres of music, I have towards lots of labels and boxes and shit. Um, but he has talked about how he's loved men and loved women. He was definitely an artist I listened to a lot when I was trying to figure out my sexuality in my college years. Uh, and he has great summer music. He has two full-length albums that came out like five years separate from each other. Which at the time I didn't like. I was like, when is he going to come out with new music? I need new Frank Ocean. But now I like it because, like, the first album, Channel Orange, was such a mood for when I was in my teens and early 20s. Mm-hmm. And then 
Blonde, his next album, was much more mature and less poppy and kind of less sure of itself, which is how I felt in my my (laughs) mid-20s. He's very private. He doesn't do very many interviews. And I also like that because his music is very diaristic and he has a lot of stream of consciousness and kind of talks about mundane things, but like very thoughtfully. So he's not, he's not private in his songwriting, but he is, he doesn't give very many interviews. Um, and I don't think he has an obligation to label his sexuality. So I don't think anybody does. Yeah. There was news today of I'm going to sound really old. Lil, Lil, Nas Lil Nas X. X. Oh, my God. Yes. It's amazing. Amazing. The article that I read was put come out in quotes because he's not saying explicitly, I'm gay, straight, bi, pan, whatever. He put out an album and uh, started tweeting saying, basically, he was like, I want to say who I am by the end of this month. There's a, a rainbow emoji. Uh, and people were apparently quite confused because then he put a screenshot of the album art, which has a rainbow-colored skyline, and he's riding a horse, and he said, quote, deadass, thought I made it obvious. Um, but the quote that I first saw before I even knew what was going on um, was from him, and he just said, just because I'm gay doesn't mean I'm not straight. <laughs> that hit me hard. <laughs> That's great. I was like, yeah. Yeah. So. I love uh, I love country music. I'm sorry for the haters out there that don't get to enjoy it. Country music, if it has any flaws, is that there's a severe lack of new voices in it. Mm-hmm. It's like getting kind of painful to listen to at this point. And the fact that there's like a young gay black man making music in the genre is so good for it. Uh-huh. I had no idea that you identified as a country fan. It's my deepest shame. <laughs> you might want to get back in the closet on that one. No. No, okay. I'm. this is who I am. Be you. Be I'm, you. I was born this way. Okay, if you, if you think that you can go to a Dixie Chicks concert and not have a fabulous time, you are wrong. I haven't tried listening to the Dixie Chicks ever, so. It will change your life. Yeah. I would say I would like to ask for this segment because – my queer media consumption, I feel, is pretty heavily cis white women who are able-bodied, mm. and I'm trying to branch out. Yeah. So if anyone has suggestions, because we don't have Yeah, we got to get a fucking email. I'm going to make the email right now. What should it be? Hello, goodbyes at gmail.com? Yes, B-I-S. Let me see if that's available. Hopefully it is. If it's not going to be Hello Goodbyes for 2069. Okay, that's obviously going to be it. Yep, okay. Hello Goodbyes, that's H-E-L-L-O-G-O-O-D-B-I-S for 2069 at gmail.com. That was off the dome, folks. I love spelling. Was that right? It was it was perfect, but you almost did hello goodbye <laughs> for twenty sixty nine, which like maybe should be the name of the podcast. It won't make any sense. Uh, I do listen to. I'm, we're gonna lose so many listeners over the fact that I listen to country music and I listen to a Christian podcast. <laughs> All of our listeners are gone now. 
Uh, guys, this will be the first and last episode. I'll be doing an independent podcast. <laughs> it's really called good. Hello Goodbye. <laughs> Just one. Listen, it's really good. It's called Good Christian Fun. They interview a lot of people who aren't Christians and who aren't straight. And they talk about sexuality and growing up Christian, which is applicable to me. We will cover that on a different episode. Yeah, so email us your suggestions. and For all things, topics we should cover, uh, cool people who are talking about queer stuff that we should be consuming more, shit that we fucked up. Yes. But like nicely. Yeah, be cool. But like not too cool. Yeah. Like call us out, but also know that we're just us trying to do our best. We're just humans. We don't speak for the whole bi population. Yeah. Any, all, all questions are good questions, which we'll talk about this in a later episode, but I said to my mom the other day, all your questions are fine questions. I'll tell you if you've crossed a boundary. Yeah, and we're specifically looking for points of views that don't match ours because Annie and I have a lot of things in common. We have bikes and uh, the same birthday. <gasps> we do have the same birthday. Yeah, and both of those things start with bye. Bye. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like we're solving the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> so if you are born on a no, now we're gonna get docs for sure. Fuck, just kidding. If you have a birthday, if you're a Leo, if you are, that's a good one. If you're a Leo and you ride a bicycle and you live in Brooklyn and you're bisexual, you might be us. You might be us. Those are the requirements. But if you're not, then you should email us. Uh, if you have the time to take out of your day to give us your viewpoints, we'd love to have them. Listen, there's a lot of advice podcasts out there, and people write into them for advice. They write, there's, there's advice podcasts. Listen, <laughs> there's advice podcasts where listeners write into podcasters and ask for advice. We are not that. We are two podcasters who are in desperate need for advice. Please send help. Send us help. I need advice this week. I am a bisexual <laughs> in a relationship with a straight man. It's an opposite sex relationship. And I need a I need a way to to like express my queerness in a in a cool way. Because I feel like I might be losing touch with that. I guess this podcast is one way, huh? Um, so give me advice on how to not lose touch with my queer identity. Related to Annie's advice, my experience was being in an opposite sex heteronormative relationship and not knowing for sure that I was bi and trying to figure that out throughout that time in a monogamous relationship and how do you do it? And kind of a key point is when do you come out to your partner should you decide that's something you want to do? And second tier to that, I don't currently need advice on either of these things. I don't want my girlfriend to get the wrong idea. But how do you tell people uh, who you're getting romantically involved with 
who don't already know that you're bisexual, that you're bisexual? Um, is it different for you depending on their gender uh, or where they fall on the spectrum? And is it something that you try to get out right away or maybe hold out to tell people? So advice on all of that I could have used certainly a year ago. So we'll share it with you guys now. Yeah. If you have, if it, if you had a way that came, that came out, (laughs) 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 you had a way to come out that went like super smoothly and everyone was like, cool, that's awesome. Send us your story. Yeah. I'll say my current girlfriend, the way that I told her I was bisexual was I offhanded used my ex's he, him pronouns And then later was like, well, my ex was a guy. And she was like, yeah, I can pick up on context clues. (laughs) And then uh, before we slept together, I we were making out and I pulled back and screamed into her face. I've never done this before. (laughs) That's amazing. Which is a really nice and calm way to assert your bisexuality. But if you had an even better way to do it. <laughs> if it's possible to top screaming in someone's face mid makeout, then, you know, I'm I'm open to hearing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So send your advice to hello goodbyes for 2069 <laughs> gmail.com. <laughs> That's H-E-L-L-O-G-O-O-D-B-I-S. 42069 at gmail.com. Yeah. Wait, we should have a sign off. What should our sign off be? Goodbye, goodbye. Good- <laughs> <laughs> okay, on the count of three, we're going to say goodbye, goodbye. Okay. Goodbyes? Good- goodbye from the goodbyes. Yeah. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Goodbye, goodbye from, from the, the goodbyes. goodbyes. Hell yeah, nailed it. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>